Adventures, the podcast about music, concerts, and shenanigans. I'm Divya. I'm Savannah. And we're back with another episode. Hey, we made it to the first official, official episode of the podcast. Number one. Uh, so, on the day that we're recording this, uh, last Friday, the 23rd, All Time Low just did their second, I guess, Basement Noise concert uh it was ryan dawson set their drummer it was pretty it was pretty lit it was my first virtual concert of 2020 and my only concert of 2020 uh savannah how did you feel about it uh it was awesome i may have watched it five or six times i lost count um see because they have it up like, 48 hours after it airs, right? So, yeah, hypothetically, like, you watched it into Sunday? Yeah, I, I watched it at least twice each day. So, I guess I guess that's as, six. As one should, um, seeing as I haven't seen All Time Low since we saw them at their uh, So Wrong It's Right it, tenure show, right? Yeah, that was... 2017? Yeah. Christmas? December. Christmas, yeah. So Long time. I miss those boys. They're such a good... They're so good, and I love them. Um, yeah, but turns out Ryan freaking loves Future Hearts, because I'm pretty sure that was, like, half the set. Oh, at least. I mean, the first three... It, it just came out swinging with some oh. kicking and screaming. <laughs> Yup. Came out swinging from a South Philly basement, perhaps? Caked in stale beer and sweat. <laughs> Wrong band. Wrong band. <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, yeah, and then they played, they played Paint You Wings for the first time ever, which is like, Wild. I love Don't Panic, so hearing anything off that album makes me really happy, but specifically Paint You Wings, that song slaps. Uh, was really thrilled to hear that. Um, and then they totally, they straight up lied about, uh, rehearsals for, uh, Stay Awake. Cause they played Stay Awake and they're like, we haven't played this in forever. I'm like, you guys played this three years ago. <laughs> like you had to That's rehearse forever. for it, right? That's a long time. I mean, fair, but considering they haven't toured this year. True. True. Mm-hmm. It know. was pretty, and Paper Moon, hold up. Hold up, we skipped one. Oh, yeah, we did. And Paper Moon is, like, very near and dear to my heart because that was my first ever Tumblr URL was um, under a Paper Moon with way too many dashes, and I think the O's were zeros. So Oh, you got in there late. I love dirty work. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. It's, I mean, I... I'm going to be honest, all their shit slaps. Future Hearts is probably low tier entry Yeah, level. I would say they it's low ranking specifically but, because as an album, it's not, it doesn't have all the bops, you know? Yeah, but Ryan did a good, like, <laughs> Ryan picked out the four good songs, was it four or five from I think it was there. five. Pick, picked out all of the good ones. So you got Wolves in there, you got Cinderblocker, and- I fucking love go sorry yeah. mom i love cinder block garden <laughs> i 
it's oh. it's a great song. And they played off of my favorite Don't Panic, Backseat Serenade, which I don't know. I don't think I heard it live when they, or maybe they did play it because I think it was a single. Was it a single? I don't even remember. I, it, I haven't heard it live yeah. any of the times I've seen them, unfortunately. Because okay, I yeah, love so that, that song. Friggin' was a great time. What a great song. Um, oh, and they played Clumsy off Wake Up Sunshine, which we missed. We both didn't watch their, or didn't pay for it because we were stupid. Um, the Wake Up Sunshine stream that they did, they did a full album playthrough. And Clumsy is one of my favorites off their new album, and they played it, and I was way too excited, as one gets when All Time Low plays a new song. Yeah, so then they closed with um, Old Scars, or Future Heart, Old Scars, Future Hearts, slash, there's a slash in there somewhere, which, the riffs on that slap, I will not be taking any comments at this time, I don't care if you hate that song, like, general public, don't care. Riffs, the riffs are great. And then, I don't know, we both stuck around for the Q&A after, right? That was a- yeah. Yeah, the, the Q&A was... I'm going to say it was ooh. interesting, because I don't want to be rude. It was, like... Yeah, they gave, like, a long enough... Like, they, they definitely, like, extended it, so people who did pay for it and were watching it live definitely got something. A little something, something. Yeah, the fan but, questions um, that they asked were really good. My man, Guns. Wasn't it? That wasn't Once it. Once they got to him. <laughs> yeah, he didn't necessarily do the best job hosting, um, as one would hope. But he did pick some good fan questions, so I'll give him that, because they, like, asked about the rehearsal process, which was super interesting, and, like, the set list creation. He did ask one thing. I forget what the question was, but he got a quote from Alex Gasgard. This shit slaps. And that just made my heart feel a little special. Because I was like, yeah, man, you get it. He, he can speak. He can speak the kid. Yeah, he's a man of the people. Uh, but, you know, we did not mention that we were going to be talking about All Time Low at all in this episode. So uh, maybe we should get into the actual topic for this week, which is pop punk and the history of pop punk and the whys and hows of how we got here oh yeah uh so yeah enough of the b-side and weirdos um pop punk (sighs) where to begin where to begin we'll start with the like the father of pop punk we'll we'll go for pop it's not pop itself, uh-uh. Punk itself. Um, and so punk became popular in, like, the 1960s, following a lot of the anti-establishment movements. Um, a lot of the young people kind of they gathered around, grabbed their instruments, and headed to their garage. And uh, they just started, I mean, shredding. That That's what you do when you're angry and a teenager. So... They were definitely channeling their, like, hatred towards the man in some, um, 
punk's pretty pretty known for it's like short and kind of i don't want to say harsh um because it's it's not i enjoy punk but it can sound harsh to people it's kind of like a raw fast-paced guitar based music that's kind of the big like if you're gonna remember one thing from punk it's fast-paced guitar based that's its slogan and your mom probably hates it yeah Oh, yeah. Anyone, anyone like, with a may-I-speak-to-the-manager haircut, definitely not a fan. Um, the lyrics were often, like, focused on dismantling the patriarchy. And, you know, who doesn't want to crush the patriarchy sometimes? And uh, not only was it, a, like, style of music, it kind of... <laughs> sometimes... Uh, it also was, like, a fashion trend. Um, lots of denim, lots of leather. Studs! These guys. Studded belts. All the studs. Safety, safety pins. pins? They put safety pins everywhere. Face, clothes, ears. Um, big, big vest fans. If you didn't have a vest, a denim or leather vest with some patches on it, I don't think you were allowed into the garages. Um... And big on graphic tees. They were like the OG PG-13 graphic tees that you can get at your local Hot Topic and Spencer's now. Um, Just all around in your, a little bit in your face, loud, harsh, the type to scare moms and uh, anyone going to Bible group most likely. Yeah, it's definitely the weirdos uh, and B-sides of people and genres. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan, for that. Was it Alex? I think Gunn said it, honestly, but... Don't give that man credit. Thank you for the terminology. We will be stealing it for forever. Um, Do you want to give a couple, I don't know, give the people some punk bands? But as a disclaimer, we know that some of these bands might not be you might call them pop punk you might call them rock i'm going off of what the internet says and what my heart tells me so don't come at me here yeah Uh, please don't don't cancel us because we misdefined your favorite band um we're not experts we're just regular people with regular internet access so um yeah so some bands would be like the clash Sex Pistols, Ramones, you know, you're typical, you're very typical, like, someone's wearing a graphic band tee, and they may not necessarily know it's a band shirt. Yeah. Seems fair? Yeah, I'd say that. And, like, plaid pants. I feel like they they pair them with plaid pants a lot. That's... Ooh, yes. Or, like, uh, yeah, plaid pants and denim jackets. That's the look. And, like, docks. Oh, yeah. Now you know. You guys know exactly what we're talking about. (laughs) Glad we're on the same page here. Always. Um, And so punk, that's the punk side of pop punk. Um, And a lot of people think that the pop side is um, from popular, which I'm not saying it's not. Pop punk definitely had its day, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, But the pop side of pop punk at least in the beginning, came from uh, power pop, 
it's still a genre of rock and roll, so it gets a little confusing when you call it power pop, but in the late 60s, early 70s, a lot of the pop pop music was rock. Um, and so this, this term, power pop, was coined by uh, the one and only Pete Townsend from The Who. Love the man. Um, it was often filled with, like, an upbeat, catchy melody. Uh, there was lots of harmonies, like a, a nice, catchy hook. Um, and the themes were a lot less, you know, fight fight the power and more your typical adolescent themes like young love, growing up, a little bit more relatable. Uh, a lot of a lot of the power pop <laughs> hashtag. Um, a lot of this came from, you know, the British invasion. Uh, a lot of bands not trying to be the Beatles, but drawing a lot of influence from them. A lot like, you know, The Who, Cheap Trick, and Beach Boys. So. Right. So, you know, pop punk is basically the marriage of those two things. Right? Or is it? I'm understanding it correctly. Or is it? Um, what we're here to find out. Just kidding. Um, I personally always thought it was, like, popular punk music. I didn't know that, there, like, the power pop thing, you know, played into it at all. Um, I definitely was one of those people that I was like, oh, it's just, like, punk music that's gone mainstream. Pop punk. But hearing all of that about power pop, it totally makes sense because... Like, pop punk doesn't sound punk at all, really. Yeah, it's definitely strayed from... And it kind of, like, strayed a little bit through the generations of pop punk. Um, it definitely more seems like, you know, fast-paced, guitar-based music that's hit the mainstream. But it, it did stem from kind of the clash of the, the two big genres at the time. The traditional, like, garage punk and power pop. Cool, we're learning stuff. I love learning stuff. Um, so I guess, like, historically, we're just gonna, like, backtrack here a little bit to the 90s, right? Which is, like, I guess, like, height of... Pop, height of punk and grunge and the, like, inception of pop punk, kind of? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, 90s were big for a lot of the subgenres of rock um the 90s were definitely heavy in grunge which a lot of people lump into uh, pop punk but i mean calling kurt cobain a pop punk vocalist is a lot <laughs> and i don't think anyone in their right mind would do that uh, yeah no Definitely not pop punk. I so feel like you could probably get away there. with just calling him punk. He he he's punk. Um, Kurt Cobain but he is popularized not pop punk. grunge. <laughs> not pop punk. Uh, popular using punk, the terminology, but not. It's pop grunge. It's he's his own genre. <laughs> he's his own thing. Um. Okay, where were we? Back to the 90s. Yeah. Ugh. 
born in the 90s, let's go. Um, the 90s were really big into skate culture. Um, Shout out Vans. You know the- Shout out Vans. Please sponsor us. We love you. I, yeah, can't live without my Vans. Um, and bring back Warp Tour. Yeah, please. Speaking Kevin Lyman. of the 90s. Do it. So, yeah, the the 90s, um, you know, pop punk was a lot of what you'd hear in the skate park. And it was still a bit of anti-establishment, but more of, like, this lack of authority. So more of, like, a, screw you, I'm going to skate where I want. Um, (laughs) Brought in a lot more of the power chords and melodies and... um, kind of a little bit more articulation from power pop uh but it did still pull a lot of style like fashion wise and uh you know again the fast paced guitar based from punk uh so it was a lot of the uh loud guitars loud music and then a lot of people dressing in uh some plaid the checker print became really popular um the end of the 90s and Lots of studs and piercings still. Um, and a lot of the the bands you'd, like, relate to this um, are, like, deep-rooted in that skate culture. Yeah, so, like, Green Day, Blink-182. I think Good Charlotte was kicking around then. Newfound Glory... Kind of like your OG pop punk dads. Yeah. <laughs> it's dad rock. Oh dear. So then. They're dads now. Obviously, after the 90s come the 2000s, which I think is like the first peak of pop punk. Like the early 2000s. Yeah, so it's- I mean, you owe a lot of this to the big bands like Blink and Green Day, um, but the 2000s is really where that distinction between like, what was power pop meets punk to popularize punk, because it, it did become so popular, and it was so, it was on the radio, like, you, it was everywhere. Lots of kids wanted their bands, lots of kids were dyeing their hair, it was... <laughs> the scene, the scene started in the 2000s, let's be honest here. Yes. Not and to so be, this... I think, confused with, like, scene kids from the 2000s. Because that veers more like emo. Right? No? Am yeah, I wrong? I don't know. These... <laughs> no, I would say they're they, they're a bit more emo and, like... Like the the neon metalcore, if that's what you want to call it. I don't. I hate the names for all of I these. Feel so if we're gonna saying be that. Honest. We're gonna get into this, but Div and I just don't don't love the labels. We're giving you the history, but no, we're not into we're it. We're big fans, <laughs> big fans of umbrella topics, and then just like everything inside of that. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I guess. Like, if we're gonna give early 2000s, like, a name, it's, like, Simple Plan, Taking Back Sunday, more Good Charlotte, more Blink-182, more Green Day, 
more newfound glory. And then moving later into the 2000s, it's more bands that like kind of we listen to currently. I do listen to those bands, but, like, not as frequently. So, like, All Time Low, Mayday Parade, The Main, Boys Like Girls, Four Years Strong, The Wonder Years, All American Rejects. Oh, yeah, shirt check. Homegirls wearing a Mayday Parade shirt. We got some OG Mayday Parade. Um, It's been bleached. Made Paradier. Made Paradier. It's tales told by your dead friends when they did... A tenure for it? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. That does sound right. Yeah, when Div didn't come with me. Oh, sad. Um, yeah, so I guess 2000s, I would also say that's when, like, culturally everybody kind of knew what pop punk was, because, like, Warp Tour was really huge. Hot Topic was, like, the place to hang out at the mall. There were, like, your classic mall goths i don't know if that was a thing where you in your hometown but my hometown definitely had like the mall goths that would just hang out like right outside the hot topic um and the mall punks and just like the mall people (laughs) yeah and so pop punk at this time like they've said became a lot more mainstream but it also kind of strayed a lot from its traditional punk it was still you know big in skate culture um and then the 90s bands were still still kicking but it was a lot more like social anxiety and depression that millennials are facing um so the you know the lyrics became a lot less um sorry div's mom for lack of a better term it was less of a fuck the man and more of like a fuck my life type thing and it was a lot of heartbreak you know boredom no one understands me definitely like post 9-11 america kind of dealing with like the social reckoning that was happening in the country because like american idiot obviously stemmed from like the george bush presidency so uh obviously not all bands kept being political but like green day political band they they they're pretty much, like, anti-establishment. <laughs> yeah, they're they're probably the only ones that kind of held true to that, like, core. Yeah, punk. for sure. But a lot of the, I mean, <laughs> a little data remember here, it was still a lot of disrespect your surroundings. Um, <laughs> that that general lack of authority remained mm-hmm. but the only thing that really tied it to punk was again you know the studded belts and just the style really guitar based yeah it not not much brought it back to yeah. its its pop ancestors or its punk ancestors but green day <sighs> billy joel would hate us for calling him pop punk but they're really the only band that bridged the gap. I feel like Billy Joe would just just hate us in general, but... (laughs) Okay, so I feel like we can't really talk about the 2000s without getting into, like, obviously a huge part of them, which is, like, Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco, Paramore. Like, they were definitely a huge, huge part of the 2000s. Um, But I don't really know, like... I guess people call them emo, but I don't... I don't feel like that's the right term for it. 
they're not yeah so i mean the idea behind emo now they're people are gonna get at me so hard there's there's you know emo at its core which i'm not going into the lesson behind emo right now but um a lot of emo was just it was like punk but a little bit more angsty and a little bit more like in internalized and kind of more looking looking at yourself and the angst within and versus like the angst without um so yeah these these bands I would definitely say were more emo pop if anything pop emo um they definitely still fall under what I would consider pop punk but uh with that bit more like they don't want to leave their they they do want to leave their hometown but it's um not all like pizza eaten with your friends it's like a i'm really sad all the time emo stands for emotional don't be afraid to show your emotions kids it's allowed um <laughs> but yeah the e- the emo bands uh definitely became popular they had like just slapping hooks i i don't even fight me on that they're great um and a lot more angst <laughs> so you you really like these are the bands you put your headphones in yeah you're in the car with your mom just like pretending you're in an edgy music video um dramatically staring out the window <laughs> Mhm. yeah one of those god forbid it starts raining uh... <laughs> the most dramatic of all of the bands um, yeah, so that kind of brings us into, I guess, the 2010s, which it feels weird calling the 2010s the 2010s, even though we're in 2020 at the moment. Um, we're in the next We're the in the next, next decade. decade. Uh, so, reflecting on the last decade, that was definitely, like, more all-time low, more the main, more Mayday Parade, more of, like, a lot of the similar bands. Nobody's really stopped making music, um, but also, like... I guess the new additions like State Champs, Neck Deep, The Story So Far, um, kind of those bands, which is like the modern pop punk scene, if you will. Uh, movements, they're behind you. Not actually behind movements. you, but the little, yeah, the little flag. How can we forget about movements? <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely a lot of bands that are in like, I would say, our heavy rotation at the moment. Yeah. Um, and there's still a lot, like, a lot of new bands are joining, and, the, I mean, the last 10 years of Warp Tour, there was still a lot of, a lot going on. Yep. Um, but the, the pop punk on the radio really died down. Um, it, you got your synth pop kind of is that what it's called? Alt pop. I've always said like the radio. Yeah, I'm not. I keep vague tabs on top forty, but that's about it. It's def. It's definitely definitely taking like a left turn into like more rap, hip hop, uh, EDM-y type music versus like guitar based. Of course, unless you're talking about like singer songwriters, but like it. It definitely is more uh, electronic leaning at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, a lot more music festivals popped up. Um, I know for a while, I mean, there were plenty of festivals, but Warped was kind of like, it was the big thing to do in the summer, and now, like, you can throw a rock in any direction and hit a music festival in the summer. Warped is the only one that traveled. So all of these other ones, you have to travel to them. Warped is the only one that I've ever seen that, like, goes on the road, hits every major city, like, the most accessible by far. Whereas, like, Coachella... Warped. For the people. <laughs> Coachella is two weekends in April or May, and... You have to fly to California. Nobody can afford that. Yeah, well, that was the problem. So a lot of, um, I mean, we still have a special place in our heart for Warped, and so do I know a lot of people. But Warped was starting to die down, and that was because people kind of wanted a bit more bang for their buck that liked other styles of music. And so instead of going to Warped, they'd save up their money and go to one of these bigger festivals like Coachella um Lollapalooza those guys so kind of that also helped crush the pop punk that was in the mainstream but we have good news in that the 2010s are over pop punk is back baby pop punk's back we're in the fucking (laughs) the roaring 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 20s Roaring 20s, so I have high hopes for pop punk to come back. All Time Low dropped a record. Did Blink drop theirs this year or was it last year? I think it was last year, but we'll we'll count it. Blink is still doing there's stuff. There's a lot coming out. Yeah, there's a lot. But speaking of Blink, Travis Barker, with his partnership with his boy Machine Gun Kelly. Mans is doing stuff. I will say that the late... 2010s did have kind of a pop punk resurgence um because five seconds of summer is back on and not back they started but they were they were on the radio fallout boy came back and that kind of was like a reset button on what can hit radio because i think all of their first singles off of uh saves rock and roll made it to radio everything off of american beauty american psycho made it onto radio um paramore kind of they never really stopped, but I think they also became a lot more radio-friendly in terms of, like, Ain't It Fun made it. Um, 21 Pilots, like, really just freaking, like, destroyed everyone in terms of charts. Because, uh, like, Blurry Face, like, Stressed Out made it to the radio, and that's not something you would have ever seen in the 2000s. And then um, Panic, obviously. Their High Hopes was, like, everywhere last summer. I could not escape that song. Um... So, yeah, definitely, I don't know if it's, like, the sound has changed or, like, radio has changed, but definitely, definitely making it a little bit more accessible to, like, the quote-unquote normies to access pop punk. Yeah, and a lot of, like, the, a lot of the favorite bands that people had in there, the peak of their, uh, it's not a phase mom phase, were coming back, and so that that probably contributed a lot it's like these bands that you know you love you're lying to yourself if you don't know every word to every follow-up boy song uh, they were they were coming back and you're like man I love these guys um and it kind of opened the door for what is happening now which you know all time low has a top song in 2020 yeah dude and Machine that, Gun six, Kelly's crushing it sixth week Number one.
is crazy to me because I know they've tried to be on the radio for like like a handful of singles I can think of off the top of my head and they finally did it since I'm so the happy Dear for Maria them. days they finally <laughs> they finally it's got true. back there yeah yeah, so um, we kind of touched on it earlier, but our whole beef with subgenres. I feel like it's worth going into a little bit. Because I didn't know they existed for a really long time. And then someone one day was like, that's neon pop punk. And I was like, what is neon pop punk? And why does that sound awful? And then I found out it's like Metro Station, I guess. And like early all-time low and like early the main cobra starship Co- yeah uh 303 which is a great band um mm-hmm. and i didn't realize they had a subgenre. and then when i started liking four years strong and there, someone was like oh that's easy core i was like what is easy core <laughs> i ugh, i have such a hard like like why are we making things up you can to be describe more than things one- <laughs> thing you can be multiple just because you're like slightly harder than pop punk doesn't mean you're not pop punk you're still in there you're just like so some hardcore kids felt wimpy listening to pop punk so they're like no four year strong's easy core and this is not a hate on four year strong i love i love them we both do but like why are we over labeling here guys like I understand that you want to be able to describe what you're listening to to a random person, but I swear to God, if you say easy core to anyone, they're not going to know what you're talking about. And, like, I know these genres, subgenres exist for, like, pop music, for rock music, for other rock types of rock music, for indie, for whatever. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, I think it was, like, the height of Tumblr, people really felt the need to I think it was the little tags they wanted to add Uh, they got hyper specific I guess that makes sense the genres but like I swear on my life snob I've never searched for anything by that tag like I've never searched by anything by genre if anything it's like I follow one tag and one tag only and that's pop punk memes (laughs) (laughs) so I don't care how many easy core metal core stuff you got hardcore i'm only gonna be looking at did i did i miss hardcore <laughs> hardcore um hardcore hardcore parkour <laughs> um <laughs> i'm only gonna be looking at pop punk i'm sorry it covers it's the broadest term yeah it doesn't scare people like maybe your mom doesn't like it but for the most part when you tell people you listen to pop punk they're not being like oh no it's the face easy the face that people make yeah i always say pop punk and they're like people if they're snobs yeah but sometimes you're like pop punk and they're like oh what's that and i'm like oh blink 182 and they're like oh okay i know what you're talking about and i'm like yeah i only listen to blink 182 guys that's definitely that's definitely it (laughs) but so that kind of leads into they have enough songs to last it's true they have a lot of music um this kind of leads into my personal beef with pop punk which i subject literally everyone who likes pop punk to listen to I, okay look i love pop punk i will continue to use the term pop punk i will it's the best word to describe what the majority of music i listen to is 
However, there are some problems here. <sighs> if a band puts out a song and their sound is different in that it doesn't match their last album, what happens? Everybody freaks out. It's like they've come and personally murdered your whole family. That's the level of, of offense people take when a band changes their sound. So like, for example, All Time Low switched, to, switched up their sound for Last Young Renegade. Did I think that was a big deal? No. Did everybody else? Yes. To the point that their Spotify bio, and I'm reading this as a quote, says, following a late career dip into pop with 2017's Last Young Renegade, they course corrected at the start of the 2020s with Wake Up Sunshine. Course corrected. They put out an album that they liked and then put out an album that was different after that. And they course corrected. I hate fans sometimes because, I mean, I understand you love this band and you want them to keep creating the stuff that you like, Mm -hmm. but it's going to get old. They need to try other stuff. I mean, if they drastically change. Yeah, if they put out like a rap album. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm a little guilty. Like, I don't love the new Grayscale song because I like... EP era Grayscale, but do I hate Grayscale now? No. Am I gonna shit talk them? Probably not. Maybe just say I dislike the song. But people get so offended by bands growing. Like, you gotta do it. Everybody grows. If you're staying the same, get the hell out of your mom's basement. (laughs) Right, like, you're allowed to have your opinions, you're not, you're allowed to not like it as much as a previous album, like, I'll wholeheartedly say I didn't love Future Hearts when it first came out. Um, it's grown on me, I still love All Time Low, I'm glad I stuck it out this far, because everything that's come out after that has been really good. Um, Future Hearts is still really good, like, just because I didn't like it as much as, I mean, I don't think it's good. Um, but, like, Knuckle Puck put out Earthquake, which, by the way is a summer bop and I'm mad they didn't put it out sooner because I would have loved to listen to it for longer um half of the comments were like I'm not listening to knuckle puck anymore because this isn't copacetic era and I'm like bro like calm down (laughs) honestly (laughs) just listen to copacetic if that's what you like (laughs) yeah a lot of the bands I I do listen to they're all like I mean, great for them. They're all in, like, happy, stable relationships. But I love, like, the angry crap that they put out. And none of them are putting (laughs) that out anymore. They're like, you were happy now. And I'm like, man, but I'm not. Like, (laughs) I want to yell. Right. (laughs) Give me some yells. Like, the story so far. Proper Dose came out. Parker Cannon clearly went through it. Like, I don't know how you could listen to that album and not see that that man, like, went through it. But he's clearly in a better headspace now. Am I going to be mad that, like, one of my favorite bands is, like, clearly doing better? No. Why would I be mad about that? Also, Proper Dose is a great album. So anybody who has comments about the story so far going soft can personally come fight me. Um, speaking of this, many dudes. And I'm going to say I am specifically going to say dudes because I have almost never experienced this with anybody else. 
um, that are, like, older and grew up on Blink-182 and Green Day are, like, they like to, you know, point out that those bands are better. Those bands are more pop-punk. That they have better music taste than me. I'm, I'm sorry I have an open mind. I'm sorry my ears are happy when I hear the sounds of All Time Low. I'm sorry that they're happy when I hear the sounds of Neck Deep. Like, please just... I'm sorry I like joy in dancing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry sometimes. I, like, want to bop. And I don't want to be, like, an upset teenager for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, these are, these are also just the worst type of people to be around at shows. Yeah. But we'll get into that some, some other time. Yeah. These are just the assholes. They want to, like... I think they're just unhappy with themselves, so they want to relive their childhood. Something. It's got to be something, because it's, like, between, like, multiple people that don't know each other, that all, they're all the same way. Um, but, on the other hand, there are the normies. Normies. I, I don't know what else to call them. But, um... Who act like they've never heard of the bands you're talking about. Like, if you mention Fall Out Boy, they're like, I don't know them. And then you play Sugar, We're Going Down, and they totally know what you're talking about. And then they make you feel like you're 12 because you listen to bands that came out, like, when you were 12. But they still have, like, they have new music, and you're still listening to them. And God forbid you have a favorite band. So, it's kind of like a weird... People are very stuck on their definitions of pop punk, I think. And it, like, creates problems. Yeah, you definitely either hate it and you're not in there, you hate it and you're in there, or you're fine with it because Mm -hmm. you want to have a good time and you love all the music that follows under pop punk and you you just miss Warped Tour. Let's be honest. (laughs) We just miss Warped Tour. Yeah. We miss shows. Yeah, but also, like, just listening to interviews and reading articles and whatever alternative press posts to their Twitter that I read. Um, It seems like even internally in pop punk, like the bands themselves kind of experience a weird, like toxic, like culture where they're like not supposed to be doing super well. They're supposed to be roughing it out for the rest of their careers. They like don't really help each other. Which is kind of weird. Selling out. Yeah, dude, selling out, I don't understand it. Like, I'm sorry that a band is doing well. Like, pop punk, in theory, is, like, mainstream punk. Is, like, right? Like, because power pop was, like, mainstream. And, like, punk was less mainstream. But if we're saying that we have more developed from the power pop side of things then how how is playing an arena selling out? How is changing your sound selling out? As long as the band can back every decision that they've made and thinks that it was the best thing they could have done for their band at the time, I don't see how you can sell out. Yeah, we're now we're talking pop, pop, right? punk. Like, so this is popular pop punk. <laughs> and you, like... Yeah. It'd be stupid to say, I want my band to suffer. It's like, sorry you have to pay an extra 40 bucks to go see them. Like, be happy yeah. that you get to go see them. Be happy they're still a band because they're doing so well. And they have the resources to put out new music that you enjoy. 
it right I like i see a lot of crap when they move to a bigger label or whatever so now they have a promo budget like you get better music videos you get better concert lineups you get better production on stage they're in better venues they're not like scrounging for food at the bottom of their tour bus like i don't (laughs) are there any downsides yeah i guess the big thing is there there is still selling out like some some bands will just sell whatever they need to they'll change for entirely sure. but if they're still putting out music that they're like proud of you're not selling out as long as you're proud of what you're doing and they enjoy right. it like they yeah. didn't sell their soul to do this they're not just in it for the fame and money right even though those are nice perks <laughs> everyone wants that pop punk boys making some basement noise oh this is such an all-time low episode <laughs> it hurts um yeah so that's kind of like my personal beef with pop punk from this point on, we will mislabel things, and it's okay. Probably on purpose. We know. Maybe on accident. Just look up the bands yourself. It'll be fine. Yeah, so that's kind of it for this episode. I know it was a, a doozy. Hope you learned something. I definitely did. You gotta remember, if you take away one thing, besides fast-paced guitar bass uh it's remember your ppe that's pop punk every day take your ppe kids take your ppe (laughs) wear your masks wash your hands stay safe out there yeah we're trying to get back to concert so be safe don't be a dick have a nice day